Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Thursday, and we've been kind of waiting to see if the Oakland A's are actually going to play in that minor league baseball park in Vegas. Is that the plan? Well, nobody knows yet. The approval for them to move from Oakland to Las Vegas is expected today. The owners are meeting down in Texas and in Dallas, and they will cast a vote. And all it needs, well, I say all it needs, there are 30 Major League Baseball owners. 23 of them have to vote in favor, and I think it will probably be unanimous for the A's to move. Now, what is the question of where they play? There's there's a number of options, and apparently I was mistaken because Allegiant Field is one of the options. Now, how they can transform that into a baseball field, I'll never know. It was constructed for football, but I guess where there's a will. Whatever the case is, that is one of the options. But I think the realistic option is the AAA ballpark in Las Vegas. It is not literally in the city. It's on, in one of the suburbs. But over and above all that, it's made for baseball. And they can, they can probably readily, speaking, turn it into a 30,000-seat stadium with portable bleachers and all that. I think that's what they'll do. They could also, they being the A's, go back to Oakland for another year. They have a lease on that stadium, but I don't think the fandom would be very happy. And whatever the case is, we're probably likely to find something out a little bit later on today. Well, and it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing and if we can go out to Vegas and see a cheap ball game at a smaller <laughs> stadium. That might be kind of cool. You never know. Well, the, the permanent stadium that they're building it should be completed in 2027 or early 2028. Only uh, seating 30,000. That's all they want. It's a, it's a dome stadium. 30000 hey, that's enough for us to make a lot of money. And we can charge those tickets starting at two, $300 a pop. <laughs> All right. Rule 5 draft in baseball is in December. Remind everyone what Rule 5 draft the means. The Rule 5 draft is December, but today is the key point because all of the 30 major league teams have to declare their 40-man roster by today. So why is that important? Because if you're on the 40-man roster, you can't be taken in the Rule 5 draft. That draft, which has produced some pretty doggone good players, is held in December, and it is for players who signed as teenagers and have played four or five years of, of professional baseball, you're eligible for the Rule 5 draft. If a player is not on the 40-man roster, he can be picked. And there have been individuals who have been selected. It is not the big draft that they have in June. This is a, this is a pretty big one, though, nonetheless, and it has produced some pretty good players. Anyway, the Cardinals protected three players, put them on the 40-man roster. Two of them were pitchers who they got in trades, Adam Kloffenstein and Sem Roberts. They put them on the 40-man roster, and they put our friend from the Springfield Cardinals, Pedro Bajes, who had a great year catching. And he's not a kid. He's approaching his late 20s. But Pajes, who is a Florida Atlantic graduate, is also on that 40-man roster, so they cannot be touched. That's the deal, and we'll find out later on today if any other of the perhaps name players from a roster were not protected. That's that's the key. You want to be able to take care of your talent. So the Missouri State Lady Bears kind of had a shaky start to their season. Is that shakiness continued into the regular season? Well, they played St. Louis University SLU up in St. Louis last night, and the Lady Bears had as much as a 12-point lead in this game. I really think they're the better team. But the fourth period completely collapsed on them. St. Louis outscored the Lady Bears 33-16 to in that fourth period and won the game 79-67. to 
It was a foul parade to the foul line for the Lady Billigans, if that's what they call themselves. It may just be the Billigans, but whatever the case, they took 20 trips to the foul line and um, capitalized in that particular advantage by putting away the Lady Bears. Paige Rocket did have 21 points, but that's a tough loss for the Lady Bears. 79-67, return home the night before Thanksgiving for another ball game, this time with our old friends from Southeast Missouri. So the Chiefs finally back to work yesterday. They have a couple of days of tough, tough practice before they face arguably the best team in the NFL depending on who you ask, and probably the best regular season game. Monday Night Football couldn't have gotten any better for ESPN. (laughs) Their ratings will be very high for this one coming up on Monday night. Play at Arrowhead Stadium. It's the Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, a rematch of last year's Super Bowl game. And Philadelphia is also coming off a bye week. They they both came up... (laughs) Yeah, both have bye weeks scheduled at the same time, so both are primed and ready for this collision. The Chiefs at the moment are a three-point favorite, and the over-under, and I find this to be uh, perfectly acceptable in terms of the number involved, because I don't think it's going to be a tremendously high-scoring game, but 46 is the over-under in this one. I think you're going to see a real good, solid defensive football game. Offensive lines are going to be put to the test in this one because the Chiefs have a very quick defense and Philadelphia has the best offensive line. Can they protect Jalen Hurts here? And can the Chiefs protect Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes has the advantage because he is so doggone wily at quarterback. He can he can figure out all sorts of maneuvers to get away, but it's still a regular season game. You've got to understand that. Does it play or have a bearing in the playoffs? It does. It has some. You want the better overall record if you can and the Chiefs are 7-2 and two and Philadelphia's 8-1 and one. but Philadelphia also has a tremendously difficult schedule forthcoming They're, the rest of their schedule is really really difficult so is the Chiefs but not quite to that extent however that's over and above they'll kick it off on Monday evening about 7-15 and uh, it'll be an absolutely dandy game both teams appear to be relatively speaking healthy I think, I, I think when in my pick, on my pick 53 is the combined score, so I went on the over, but... Better go over, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, you know, it, it you definitely don't want to lose, um, but it's a non-conference game, so, you know, it is what it is. It will definitely show us if this Kansas City Chiefs defense is the real deal. And that's one of the things. The other things that we need to do is go right on on that field. Hopefully we can get out there in the first drive, punch them right in the mouth, and get a score so they have to chase us. If we can get into that position early on, I think it'll be a good night Monday night. If not, I'll be staying up late. All right. Obviously, all we're talking about during this time of the year is football and sometimes basketball, but... The high school soccer championships are actually happening right now. They begin tomorrow and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, they play up at Fenton, Missouri. They have a soccer complex up there at Fenton. Really hope that Springfield puts in a bid for those soccer championships because we have a number of our fields here that are being resurfaced with artificial turf, and we have a number of them down here. I really think Springfield would be an ideal location. Well, and they they just passed last year that travel, when people stay here, all that money goes back to sports and arts, so that'll definitely help kind of hopefully also also got a bond, too, Mike, of of $24 million, Mm -hmm. and it was to be, in fact, infused into the athletic system. That's much of it. So uh, I think we have a pretty good chance. But for now, the games are up in uh, the Fenton soccer complex up outside St. Louis. And the other two area teams, Springfield Catholic, will play tomorrow in the semifinals, as will Logan Rogersville, making its very first appearance ever 
in the Final Four, and the Logan Rogersville team is undefeated. They are in different classes. Catholic is three, Rogersville is class two, but they'll play in the semifinals tomorrow. Hopefully, both will go for state championships on Saturday. Hopefully, they will. All right. Most of the time, or at least the last few weeks, every Thursday night, we look at that matchup and we go, I don't know about this one. But based on how these two teams played last weekend and really how kind of one of them is doing, tonight's Thursday night game should be one hell of a matchup between the Ravens and the Bengals. Last week, of course, we had the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this one is, you're right, the Bengals and the Ravens, and it's a big one for the Ravens. Why? They have a, a great record, 7-3, and three, and they're, they're playing very well. But the fact of the matter is they're coming off a dreadful loss, and that loss was to the Cleveland Browns, who came from behind and beat them last week in Baltimore. Well, this one's in Baltimore again tonight. The Bengals are right on the cusp. They're 5-4 and four on the year. They need a win badly. And it'll be a tough, tough assignment for the Bengals and company. But that's a that's a good game coming up tonight, Cincinnati Baltimore. It'll be a lot of fun, and hopefully I can continue to win in my fantasy league. I got to win. I'm four and six now, and if I want to have any kind of a chance to make it into the playoffs, I got to win out. <laughs> we'll see. Wish me luck. Have a great day.